This life will soon be over. The real home is the one that is in the hereafter. This is why Allah tells us, prepare for that day. Prepare for that day. Worry about that home. Worry about having peace for eternity in the hereafter. Because a person could be living a life of conflict in this world and eventually death will come to him. Another person could be living a very happy married life, peaceful life, family life, work life, whatever. And at the end eventually, he will also go. No matter what kind of life you live here, it will be over one day. So we should be concerned about which life? The life of the hereafter. So Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who have believed, O people of Iman, if Allah is calling us in this manner, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا It means that He's calling us to something that's very important, that we must pay attention to, that we must take very seriously. That for the sake of your Iman, because of your Iman, O people, do this, do what? Anfiqu, spend. Spend. Spend out of what? Mimma razaqunakum. Spend out of what we have provided you. Spend out of what we have given to you. Razaqunakum, razaiqaf. Rizq is anything and everything that Allah has given to us. Whether it is our clothes, or our money, or the food that we eat, or the people that we know, the places that we go to, the work that we do, the things that we experience, this is all rizq. Anfiqu mimma razaqnakum. Spend out of whatever that we have given you. What does this show? That what we have, whatever we have, is not our own achievement, but rather it is a gift of Allah upon us. So when Allah has given us what we have, we should spend it, we should use it in the way that Allah wants us to. Not according to our desires. You know, sometimes you may have a notebook that you're using for a particular reason and a friend or a sister says, you're wasting it. Why are you using it like this? What do you say? It's mine. I can do whatever I want. Mind your own business. But the fact is that whatever we have, we didn't just acquire it by our own effort. Allah says, مِمَّا Everything we have has been given to us by Allah. To test us as to what we do with this wealth. Do we hoard it? Do we waste it? Do we boast about it? Do we become arrogant because of it? Or do we use it in a way that Allah wants? In a way that Allah likes. So, أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ Spend out of what we have given you. What does this mean? That spend in the way of Allah, in obedience to Allah, in the way that Allah approves of, that Allah likes. It doesn't mean that if you have saved $20,000, you just go buy a bag for $5,000 and just throw that money away or just uh, go buy pop and go buy candy and go buy this and go buy that. No, it doesn't mean to spend, spend, spend. No. What it means is that spend in the way of Allah. Spend in obedience to Allah. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't hoard it, but use it so that you can have something in the hereafter. أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ Spend so that this money that you have, you are investing it for your akhirah. مِنْ قَبْلِ Before أَنْ يَأْتِيَ يَوْمٌ Before a day comes, a great day comes, يَوْمٌ 
See the word yawmun? It ends with tanween. It's a nakira word. And nakira is for different reasons. Sometimes it is to show the enormity of something, the greatness of something. So spend before a great day comes to you. What day is that? Which great day is this? Allah describes it. The day when la bay'un fihi, in which there is no exchange. You cannot buy and sell on that day. Whatever money you have accumulated in your life, you cannot use any of it. وَلَا خُلَّةٌ Nor any friendship, meaning no friendship can help you that day. وَلَا شَفَاعَةٌ Nor any intercession. Intercession even cannot help you that day, unless Allah wants. What day is this then? The day of death. The day of judgment. When a person dies, then whatever money he has accumulated, he cannot give it to the angel of death and say, let me live. Go away. I'll bribe you. No, a person cannot do that. No matter how much money he has in this world, he will be buried under the earth. Even if he may possess a mansion, a huge house, yet still he is going under the earth. He is going to be buried over there. His money will be useless on the day that the angel of death approaches him. Friendship. No matter who are your friends, no matter what they say to the angel of death, the angel of death is not going to listen to them. No matter who pleads, no matter who begs, no matter who intercedes, when Allah has said to the angel of death, go take the soul of this person, then the angel of death is going to obey Allah. وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ The angels do whatever they are commanded. So before the day of death comes to you, do something, spend. And this day also refers to the day of judgment. Because on the day of judgment, no matter what a person had hoarded in this world, is not going to aid him. Because nothing is left. On that day, everything will be finished. This earth will be finished. It will be like a piece of bread, flattened bread. That's how it will be. Where will all those tall structures go? Where will all those things go that people accumulated, that people collected? Finished. Kalla ida dukkatil ardu dakkan dakka. The mountains will be crumbled. The earth will be crushed. So whatever money that we have accumulated over here in this world is not going to help us on that day. What is going to help us on that day? What we have done to prepare for that day. The money that we have deposited in our akhirah account. The money that we have invested in the akhirah. You know people say, old age is not easy. So work and save. And spend wisely. Because in old age, you might need money. So make sure you have your savings, your retirement fund savings. That's what people say, because old age is not easy. You can't work forever. Eventually you will have to retire. So be wise about how you use your money. Likewise, the day of judgment is not easy. On that day, you can't just go to your mom. You can't just go to your dad. In this world, what happens? If people become bankrupt, they rely on their families. If their money cannot help them, they go back, they move in with their families again. They go back home. They'll find another job. They'll go buy one more thing. Something or the other can help them in this world. But on the day of judgment, no exchange, no friendship, no intercession. So prepare for that day now. And how do you prepare for it? By doing two things. Action, 
whatever amal that is required of us. And secondly, spend of your wealth now so that it can help you on the day of judgment. Spend of your wealth now so it can help you on the day of judgment. People take advantage of sales. They buy extra. Why? So that when they don't have enough, they can make use of what they have bought from before. People fill up their garages, their pantries, their cold storage rooms. They fill them up. Why? So that whatever they have can help them later. People have extra freezers in their basements, in their garages. Why? So that they can go buy meat or whatever in bulk so that whenever they need it, they have it. They don't have to rush. They don't have to beg someone to go to the grocery store and buy something for them. They have their supplies. What do we have for the akhirah? What's going to help us there? In the grave, what's going to help us? The phones that we have, are they going to help us? No. The clothes that are in our closet, can they help us? No. The shoes that we bought, can they help us? No. The shoes will remain here. The clothes will remain here. The phone will remain here. Everything will remain here. But whatever you spent for the sake of Allah, you gave in charity, you gave in sadaqah, you fed a needy person, you helped a person in need, whatever you gave them, that is going to help you in your grave. That is going to help you on the day of judgment. Your belongings now are going to be useless then. They're going to be irrelevant then. This is just like if somebody's moving from one place to the other. And they're told that this is a container that's going to that same city. Whatever you want to send, send now. Put it in the container so that by the time you get there, you have things. You have your stuff already over there. So what will a person do? They will put whatever they can. If it was up to them, they would even put food. But they know that food will spoil by the time it gets there. Have you ever seen people moving houses? What kind of things they take along with them? Sometimes it's amazing. You wonder what kind of rubbish people accumulate in their homes. But they still keep it with them. Why? Because they say, what if we need it? What if we want it? When we're packing to travel, we put anything and everything that could possibly go. So if the weight allowance is 23 kg, we'll say, oh, 24 doesn't matter. They let it go. And if you're taking 20 kg, people think you are crazy. You can take 3 more kg and you're not taking that? This is what we think. Take whatever you can. Fill it to the max because you might need it. In the hereafter, we will need it even more. This is why Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you people who have iman, for the sake of your iman, because of your iman, spend, anfiqu. And don't think you have nothing to spend because Allah has given you something. Allah has given you something at least. When we think of spending in the way of Allah, we think of dollars, money, cash, big bank accounts. And we say, oh, I don't have that. I don't even own a checkbook. This is what we say. But out of what we have provided you, every person has been given something or another. Every single individual. And whatever you have, you are to spend out of that so that it can help you in the hereafter. Once Aisha anha, she had an animal slaughtered so that it could be eaten, obviously. And some of it she gave in charity. 
And when the Prophet ﷺ came and asked that, what remained of that animal? She said that everything's gone except for this and this part of the animal. He said it's actually the other way. It's actually the other way. Everything is saved except for this. Whatever you gave has been saved by Allah. Deposited for you in the akhirah. And whatever you kept, that will remain here. That is not saved. That is not saved. Whatever you have given in the way of Allah, that is actually saved. And whatever you use yourself, whatever you keep in this world for yourself, that's just gone. So if you love something, such that you cannot even part with it, such that you're always looking for it, then what should you do? You want it forever, don't you? You want it forever. Anything that you love, you want it forever. Then give it to Allah so that He can save it for you. Don't keep it to yourself. Because if you keep it, you will either lose it or it will break or you will have to leave it eventually. Give it to Allah so that it is deposited. Allah warns us, spend before a day comes in which there is no bayr, no exchange. Bayr is from the root letters bayarain, and bayr is exchange of goods. What does it mean? Exchange of goods. To give something in return for something else. So you're giving something so that you can get something else in return. This is what bayr is. So you give money so that you can get a particular product. You give a product so that you can get money. You give something in exchange for another. On the day of judgment, there is no bayr. There is no trading, no exchanging. Why? Because people will come empty-handed. They will have nothing with them. Even if a person was a millionaire in the world, on the day of judgment, how will he come? Empty-handed. Nothing with him. No money with him. No cash with him. Nothing at all. So what can he give? He can't give anything. There is no exchange. There is no possibility of that. And even if a person was offered the earth's fill in gold, that would you like to give this so that you can be free from the hellfire? Even if he is given that money, given that amount, and he tries to give that, will it be accepted? No. It will not be accepted. So first of all, people will have nothing. And even if they're given something, if, hypothetically speaking, will it be accepted? No. La bay'un fihi. It's not going to work. Your money is not going to help you there. Wala khullatun. No khulla. Khulla is from the root letters khalam lam. And khulla is a'la al-mahabba. It is the highest form, the highest level of love. The highest level of adoration. The highest level. Khalla yakhillu is to pierce, to slit through, to make a hole through something. And khulla is friendship that has, you can say, cut through your heart and just entered there and is just in your heart. You can't get rid of that love. No matter how much you try, or no matter how much others want, that you should not love a particular individual, particular being, that love does not leave. No matter what a person goes through, that love does not go away. It's just in the heart now. This is what khulla is. It is a'la al-mahabba. A poet once said, that قَدْ تَخَلَّلْتِ مَسْلَكَ الرُّوحِ مِنِّي وَبِذَا سُمِّيَ الْخَلِيلُ خَلِيلًا 
He said to his beloved, that you have entered into my body the way ruh does. So just as the ruh enters the body and it blends with the body, likewise your love has blended into me, it has become a part of me, so I cannot get rid of you. The way my soul gives me life, likewise your love gives me life. I cannot do without your love. This is what that poet said. So the point over here is that khullah is not just any kind of friendship, any kind of love. It is the highest, highest form. And for a believer, who should he have this kind of love for? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why the Prophet ﷺ, he said that, لَوْ كُنْتُ مُتَّخِذًا مِنْ أُمَّتِي خَلِيلًا لَتَّخَذْتُ أَبَا بَكْرِ if I were to take anyone from the people as my Khalil, I would have taken Abu Bakr. But he did not. Why? Because who should be your khullah for? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why when the Prophet ﷺ was asked that who is of the most beloved people to you, he said, Aisha radiallahu And he was asked, and from the men who is most beloved to you? He said, her father. So he confirmed his mahabba for Abu Bakr anhu, but he did not confirm khulla for him. Usama ibn Zayd, he was called Hibbul Rasul, the beloved of the Messenger So there were many people whom he loved, but khulla is only for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because it's the highest, highest form of love. وَالَّذِينَ amanu ashaddu hubba lillah. But there are people who love others more than they love Allah. Or as they should love Allah. This is why they say that no matter what happens, I cannot leave this person. I cannot leave them. Even if they're haram for me, I just love them too much. I cannot get over them. So even if a person has such an intimate relation with someone, such a close bond, such great love they may have for someone, and in return they're given the same love, even this relationship is not going to help a person on that day. Wala khullah. People make great claims. I love you more than anything. The other day I was asking somebody who loves to listen to music, that okay, what are the lyrics? Can you tell me about some of the lyrics? And she was embarrassed to say them. Because obviously she knew that it wasn't appropriate. There are either words that are inappropriate or expressions that are inappropriate. But anyway, when people are expressing their love, what kind of things they say? You probably know better than me. But that I love you more than anything and you know my love can never end for you. Such expressions, right? You know better. So people claim that the one whom they love, they will do anything for them. That they will always be with them. They will never ever leave them. That their love can never reduce. But what does Allah say? On that day, even the best friends, the best of lovers will not help you. It cannot help you. Wala khulla, wala shafa'a, nor any shafa'a, nor any intercession. Intercession even cannot help a person. What is shafa'a? Sheen fa'ain means an even number. The opposite of this is watr or witr, an odd number. Odd is one, three, five. And shafr is the opposite of that even. So one and one, two. Three plus one, four. So basically shafr, it is to join one with the other. 
to join one with the other. And shafa'ah, intercession is what? That when a person joins another, so that he can help him, he can beg on his behalf, he can remove some difficulty from him, he can get some benefit for him, this is what shafa'ah is. That you're alone, you're helpless, you need help, so another person joins you. And they say, I will help you. I will remove this affliction from you. I will get this benefit from you. This is what shafa'ah is. So Allah says that on the Day of Judgment, no shafa'ah even. Does this mean no shafa'ah will take place at all? No, it will take place. And inshallah, I will tell you about that later in the explanation of Ayatul Kursi. But the point over here is that the intercession, the requests, the pleas of other people cannot help you if you haven't done something yourself. Somebody's request can only help you when you have done something yourself. For example, if a person is guilty, they are guilty. It's proven. The facts are there. And they hire even the best lawyer to defend them in court. If the evidences are there that they are guilty, what can the lawyer do? What can he do? He can only come up with faults reasons to prove that his client is innocent, whereas in reality he's guilty. So the help of another can only help us when we are deserving of that help. So Allah says, وَلَا shafar Intercession also will not help on that day. وَالْكَافِرُونَ And those who disbelieve, هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ They are the wrongdoers. Those who disbelieve, those who reject Allah, who disobey Allah, who reject His commands, they are the wrongdoers. And what is the greatest injustice? Shirk. Ascribing partners with Allah. So such people, those who reject Allah, those who refuse to obey Allah, they will be in the worst of difficulties on the Day of Judgment. For them, nothing at all can help them. Their wealth, their children, their friendship, their families, the intercession of others, nothing can help them at all. Because they wasted their life, they wasted the opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to them. When a person is in trouble, what does he do to get out of that trouble, to get out of that difficulty? A person is stranded at an airport, for example. What will he do? He will use his money first of all. He says, I want the next ticket. Doesn't matter if it costs me $2,000. I want the next flight available. He doesn't even think twice because he knows he's in a desperate situation. He was on transit and he has to get home to get to work, to cash the next flight, for example, whatever. He will spend his money so that he can get out of trouble. On the day of judgment, can a person use his money? No. It cannot help a person. Allah says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ on the day when a person's wealth nor his children can help him. A person's wealth cannot help him on the day of judgment. Surah the shura ayah 88. Likewise, when a person is in difficulty, who does he turn to? Those who love him. Those who care for him. But on the day of judgment, what's going to happen? فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ وَلَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ That when the trumpet will be blown, then there will be no relations left between the people. They will not even ask one another, you okay? How are you doing? The people who would constantly text message each other, what are you up to? Where are you? Show me this, show me that. You didn't message me in the past one hour. Where were you? You don't miss me? You forgot me? People say such things, right? On that day, there will be no relationship left between people. They will not even ask one another, where were you? What difficulty are you going through? Nothing at all. 
best friends will turn into enemies al akhillau yawma idhan ba'dhum li ba'dhin adu best friends will turn into enemies illa except for who al muttaqin those people who have taqwa they will remain friends on that day their friendship will not end on the day of judgment rather it will continue in jannah and no shafa'a either wal kafiruna hum az-zalimun Let's listen to the recitation of these verses and there are a couple of lessons. Tilka rusul fadalna ba'dhum ala ba'dh minhum man kallama Allah wa rafa'a ba'dhum darajat wa atayna Isa ibn Maryam al-bayyinat wa ayyadnahu biruhil qudus وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَا قَتَلَ الَّذِينَ مِن بَعْدِهِم مِّن بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتُ وَلَكِنِ اخْتَلَفُوا فَمِنْهُم مَّنْ آمَنَ وَمِنْهُم مَّنْ كَفَرَ وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَا قَتَلَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَفْعَلُ مَا يُرِيدُ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقْنَاكُم مِّن قَبْلِ أَن يَأْتِيَ يَوْمٌ لَّا بَيْعٌ فِيهِ وَلَا خُلَّةٌ وَلَا شَفَاعَةٌ وَالْكَافِرُونَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ Some of the things that we learn in this verse is that first of all spending in the way of Allah in charity to please Allah on the poor on the needy in zakat on one's parents on one's relatives on the travelers on the sick different types of people spending on those who are studying the deen spending on any good cause any charitable any noble cause this is a sign a proof of one's iman because allah tells who to spend alladhina amanu So when a person spends, a person who has iman, he spends in a good cause, then it shows that his iman is strong. And if a person does not spend, then what does it show? That there is a problem, there is a deficiency, there is a weakness in his faith. The more a person spends, the stronger his faith is. The less he spends, the weaker his faith is. A believer is never stingy. A believer is generous. He prefers others over himself even. He is concerned about others. He cares for people. He sees, he realizes when others are in need. He's not selfish that he only wants good for himself. He wants for others what he wants for himself. This is why he spends in the way of Allah. He's not just concerned about his own needs but he's also concerned about the needs of other people. So the more we spend, the greater, the higher the iman. So if we want to be of those people who have strong iman, then what do we need to do? Spend in the way of Allah. And I'm not saying spend millions of dollars, spend whatever Allah has given you.
out of it whatever that you can afford. But make a point to do that. Because we keep telling ourselves, yes, yes, I do give sadaqah. You know, last Eid, when I went to the masjid, I put a few dollars in the masjid box. It's been several months. What did I do yesterday? What did I do today? What sadaqah did I give yesterday and today? If I did not, then there is a problem. Every single day, there should be something that we must give in the way of Allah. Every morning, an angel, he prays to Allah. That, oh Allah, give to the munfiq, the one who spends, more. The one who spends, give him more. Whatever he spends in your way, give him more. Another angel says, that oh Allah, the one who does not spend, the stingy, then give him only destruction. And this is why sometimes it happens that we have money, but we see no barakah whatsoever, no blessing in it. No blessing. Because we keep thinking, I need that dollar too. I need that fifty dollars too. I need that hundred dollars too. And we don't even know, and the money goes away so quickly. There's no blessing in it. We buy groceries, the next thing we know, we have to groceries again. Because there are people who are hungry, they're thirsty, they're dying, they are sick, they need surgery, they need clothes, they need to be in the hospital, but they can't afford. On the day of judgment, you think Allah will not ask us that my servant was hungry and you did not feed him. My servant was thirsty and you didn't even look at him. You didn't even consider him. We buy books and we never read them. And there are people who are uneducated, who don't have access to education. Why? Because they don't have the resources. We have so many resources to learn from, but we waste them. And there are people who need education, desperately want that education, but they can't afford to get that. You think Allah will not ask us? But we think every penny, every cent we have to spend on ourselves. We have to spend on others too. A believer is always generous. He is never ever stingy. The Prophet ﷺ was so generous that once a woman, she came to him and she said, that, Oh Prophet of Allah, I have made these garments myself with my own hands and I have made them for you. So please wear them. And the Prophet ﷺ, he wore those clothes. He accepted that gift and he wore them immediately. A man came and he said, Oh Prophet of Allah, this is so beautiful. Please give it to me. And he said, okay. The Prophet ﷺ went home, he changed his clothes and he sent that outfit for that man. He didn't say, excuse me, how dare you ask me like that? Is this the way to ask? The man liked it and the Prophet ﷺ gave it immediately. The people went up to that man and they said, what were you thinking? Why did you do that? Why did you ask him? Because you know that he would never say no. And you know that he needed that. Why did you ask him? He said, I want it as my coffin. That when I'm buried, I'm buried in those clothes. Because the Prophet ﷺ was wearing them, I want to be buried in those clothes. The Prophet ﷺ was very generous. He would get up all of a sudden and go home. And the money that was there, sitting there, he would spend it in the way of Allah because he did not want to sleep while there was money just sitting there, lying around just like that. So we need to bring about generosity in our lives as well. Give, give here, give there. Wherever you find an opportunity, spend, give. And the more you give, the more Allah will bless you. What is it that stops us from spending? The fear that we will have less. Or the fear that we won't have this anymore. 
We want to hold on to our possessions forever. The Prophet ﷺ said, the son of Adam claims, my wealth, my wealth, mali, mali. The son of Adam says, this is mine, this is mine. Children from a very young age, mine, mine, mine. This is what the son of Adam says. The Prophet ﷺ said, O son of Adam, is there anything as your belonging except that which you have consumed? which you have utilized, or which you wore, and then it was torn out, or you gave us charity and sent it forward? Meaning, what do you own? Whatever you have is either going to be left here, or it's going to be sent in the hereafter. You take nothing with your grave. You want something to remain with you? Send it for the akhirah. Don't hold on to it forever. Then we also learn in this ayah, that on the day of death, on the day of judgment, a person's wealth cannot benefit him. A person's money cannot benefit him at all on the day that he dies and on the day of judgment. Unless he gave it in the way of Allah. If he kept it in this world, it's not going to benefit him. If he gave it in the way of Allah, only then it can benefit him. A hadith tells us that when a person dies, then his good deeds stop except for three. A sadaqah jariyah, continuous charity, beneficial knowledge that he taught someone, or a righteous child who prays for him. So if you have spent your wealth in a good cause, so that even when you're gone, that good cause is continuing because of what you invested in that cause, the good deeds will keep coming to you. Then that wealth will benefit you. Otherwise, your wealth cannot benefit you at all. So that day is a very, very hard day, and we have to prepare for it from now. This shows that Spending in the way of Allah helps us in the akhirah. But it also helps us in the dunya. What are the benefits of sadaqah in this world? What are the benefits of giving in the way of Allah in this life? That if there is a disaster, some calamity coming your way, it is averted because of that charity that you gave in the way of Allah. And sometimes a small thing can become so big. A small accident can cause you such great damage. You don't know what calamity is coming your way. Keep giving sadaqah every day, every day, so that you are saved and protected. What other benefits are there of sadaqah in this life? You get more. You get barakah in your wealth. Allah increases your wealth. Any other benefit that you know of? Okay, salatul rahim, when you are spending on the relatives, and that's a means of barakah in your life as well. Yes? You become more humble. It helps you with your arrogance, meaning you become a more humble person. And also, it makes things easy for us. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى وَصَدَّقَ بِالْحُسْنَى فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى When a person does righteous deeds, أَعْطَى, he gave. Then, فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى Then Allah will create ease for him. So, sadaqa makes things easier for us, makes matters easy for us. You having a test very soon? So, before your test, give sadaqa. You have something very important at work, at school, in your family life, something very challenging, something very difficult is coming up. You feel as if you are overwhelmed with work. Then give sadaqah. Because sadaqah will make matters easy for you. Just as sadaqah makes matters easy for you in this life, it will make matters easy for you in the hereafter as well. You know people, when they're buying their property, their house, they buy it over a period of 20 years, 30 years. They take a big loan. I'm not talking about whether that loan is halal or not, but they take a big loan of hundreds and thousands of dollars. They buy a house and they pay it off for the rest of their lives. 
Why? So that they can live for a few years in a house in this world which they can call home. What about the akhirah? Do we not want a home over there? So we need to do something for that too. Just as we spend for this house in the world, we have to spend for our house in the hereafter as well. It's up to you, however big you want it to be. Let's listen to the recitation again. تلك الرسل فضلنا بعضهم على بعض منهم من كلم الله ورفع بعضهم درجات وآتينا عيسى بن مريم البينات وأيدناه بروح القدس ولو شاء الله ما اقتتل الذين من بعدهم من بعد ما جاءتهم من بعد ما جاءتهم البينات ولكن اختلفوا ولكن اختلفوا فمنهم من آمن ومنهم من كفر ولو شاء الله ما اقتتلوا ولكن الله يفعل ما يريد يا ايها الذين امنوا انفقوا مما رزقناكم من قبل من قبل ان ياتي يوم لا بيع فيه ولا خله ولا شفاعه والكافرون هم الظالمون 